0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whittaker, and whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on your favorite podcasting app, either way, it's great to have you here with us today. Now, today is part two of an episode I did with Jen LeBlanc, and if you didn't catch the first episode, it was episode 186, so it's probably about, by the time this one comes out, it's probably about three or four episodes previous to this one. And uh, it was such a good uh, conversation we were having that I wanted to uh, cut it when we got to the sort of 50 or 60 minute mark and do part two because, you know, we had uh, a big topic that we hadn't even touched on. So so that's what we're going to do today. Now, uh, Jen is the operations manager uh, and director of marketing at Salon Roots to Ends. And if I've got that wrong, uh, she will tell us in a minute. And if I'm saying Medina, wrong. She'll tell me about that as well, because Salon Roots to End is <laughs> in Medina. No,
1: no. Oddly, oddly enough, you say Medina right. The locals good. here in the States say Medina wrong. They always want to call it Medina, oh, Ohio. You I had it it.
0: Oh, good, because I'm yeah. not sure. I remember I asked you last time, and so I was about to say, is yeah. it Medina, is it Medina? I, I took a gamble, and I went, Diner as an American diner. I'm going to call it Medina. Yeah. So uh, nailed yeah. it. So Medina, on. Ohio. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about primarily the big, um, you know, nugget that we didn't get to last time, which was talking about combining both business models. So the employee Mm -hmm. business model and the suite business model, uh, because Mm -hmm. that's what Jen has done and very successfully. And we're also going to talk about having your own e-commerce platform and generally all things that come under the banner of marketing. So with my little intro done, Jen, great to have you back. I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting into it today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here again. We had so much fun several weeks ago that we we actually couldn't stop talking.
0: Exactly. And I had a great response about it as well. A lot of people reached out to me on Instagram or sent me emails and stuff. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I, I always think it's fabulous when uh, someone like yourself is so willing to share. You know, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people still want to keep things secret. And I think it's I think it's healthy for the industry uh, if if we all share. And you're a great sharer. And uh, I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate I that. The, that. The listeners do as well. So, OK, so um, I'm not sure if I'm even getting the bit right about Roots. Yep to Ends, because just explain to the audience what what Roots to Ends is and how that name came about, because that in itself describes what we're going to really be talking about here, isn't it?
1: Sure, absolutely. So Salon Roots is our commission-based location. We just celebrated 17 years this past September. And Salon Studios is our studio rental business model in the same plaza. And our business model overall for a growth plan for the business is we grow artists from roots to ends. So roots is the, uh, I don't want to call it a training salon because Mm. it's more than that, but that is the entry level commission based location. And then ends is what I would call end game for those that don't want to immerse themselves into being a part of our education team. Don't want to be a part of the leadership team at roots. There are other avenues for those that
0: want to be independent. Got it. Okay, and are the studios called Ends, or is that because they are called Ends? ends? End
1: studios, correct. Yes. Right.
0: Okay. E N D Z, yeah. E N D Z. Yes. Yeah.
1: So roots to ends.
0: Roots to ends. Exactly. Like exactly. And uh, the- no, I like exactly that. Like said. I like yep. that. Now, um, so you know, there is a lot of people that I, I won't say there is a love-hate relationship. There probably used to be a few ten yep. years ago that was very, you know, they were the enemy. Uh, but I think now that the industry all I over. Lived that,
1: I live that very, I live that. Right. They were not very well received. You know, and the thing with us, though, is that when we created ends, we didn't create ends to harm anybody that was in our general area. Yeah. We created ends to be an insurance policy for ourselves. Okay. Because we had a group of artists that came to us and they wanted to chair rent. And we said, Roots will never be that model. Yeah. But studio rental, booth rental, whatever you want to call it, was mm. booming in our market area. Mm. So instead of fighting it and being you know, obstinate to new ideas, we decided to make it part of our growth pattern. And now, 10 years ago, when we first started doing this, we first started talking about it. It was, oh my God, are you, you you're, you're going to do that? You know, I, are you sure that that's going to work? Everyone will just go booth rent. And it truly doesn't work like that. No. First of all, studio rental is not for everybody. Mm. Okay. You, you know, for some, it's a stepping stone for when they want to own their own location. Okay. For some it's end game, meaning they've been doing hair 20 years and they don't want to work with the younger generation anymore. And they just want to come in, work their hours, do good hair go home, -hmm. run their own business. You know, there's, there's room for all of us, you know, and it's, it's how we embrace that, that I think is, is the difference. And what makes us different is we embrace it as part of our growth pattern.
0: Right. Okay. So I I think I'm right in saying, I've heard you talk about this before, and there was actually a a story about how it came about in that, in that you had some people working for you in, in the salon as employees and they, Mm -hmm. and they left. And they left. Yep. They left to pursue a yep. a sweet type and they business. Were, and they
1: were our they were our golden children. Exactly. Like they were the never going to leave. They'll be with us forever. You know, type scenario. And because we were operating out of an emotional space, yeah. Of how could we prevent this from ever happening again? Yeah. You know, the, there were salons locally to us that were very very upset. Very, very, you know, and actually reached out to us and told us that. But well, it wasn't once they understood why we did it. Yeah, there was less of that animosity because they eventually lost people to our studios. Right, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't intended.
0: Yeah, to yeah. be yeah. that way. Yeah,
1: and it still isn't today. Yeah, do we get artists from all over? Yes, we do. Yeah but the primary focus is Roots to
0: Ends. Right. So they're your, they're your people that start off right. in Salon Roots, which is an employee-based commission uh, salon, yep. and they have the opportunity at some point, point. we'll talk about that in a minute, to go to Studio Ends if they want yep. to. And then they yep. are their independent business unit of one if they see that that is how they want to work for, as you just said, or uh, all, all sort of manner of reasons there. Okay. And... Um, just to, to sort of reconfirm, because I know you you said it pretty quickly. In case people didn't hear it, you're literally next door neighbors. Like yeah, we you... are
1: we are we are in the same plaza. Yeah, we are separated by three businesses, two restaurants, and um, a hospice right. center. So we're we're literally. Well, I I'm in the studio. My office is in the studio suite location. Yeah. And I go back and forth all day long.
0: Right. Okay. And is it sort of common knowledge? That it's the same business? That it's the same owner? Yes. It is.
1: Well, you know what? In our industry, it is, okay? Yeah. But to the general consumer, I think it's become more common knowledge, but it's, you know, ends will get a phone call all the time and they don't really realize that they're calling a studio rental salon yeah. and, or they don't realize that we're owned by the same commonalities. Yeah.
0: So, so does ends share a common, the studios, do they share a common receptionist?
1: No, actually, we have a corporate leasing line, Okay, which is myself, yeah. which every now and again will receive consumer-based phone calls.
0: Right. So they will call you thinking that... Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. Thinking
1: that they're going to make a reservation, but everyone's independent. So yeah. then they get direct to our website where everyone's own booking information is there, so on and so forth.
0: Right. Okay. So... As you've already said, it's not for everybody. And I and I totally get that. But I can see you know, the examples that you just said, that you know mm-hmm. maybe someone's been doing yeah. it for 20, 30 years or whatever. They've got their own client base and they actually don't want to work with you know, young 18, 20-year-olds or whatever. They just want to mm-hmm. do their own thing and lock the door and, and leave. And they're responsible yeah. for their clients and creating their own environment. I totally get yeah. that. I totally get yeah. that. Um, Is it seen as an inevitability? Like, is it seen as a promotion in any way?
1: We treat it as a promotion at roots, Right. Okay, so we make a really big deal about it. Yeah. When somebody approaches us, there's a studio available at ends, Mm. and they want to make that transition. We make it a big deal to our guests. We make it a big deal to our team because it is. It is the next step. It doesn't necessarily have to be everybody's next step. You know, I'll give you an example. I had a meeting yesterday with one of my roots members who's going to make the transition in three months. So yeah. we always plan in 90 day increments, it gives time for her to tell her clients. It gives time for her to organize how she wants to set up her business. We always advise them to be an employee of themselves so that they double W2 themselves. It gives her time to create LLC paperwork. It gives them time. Yeah. Okay. She has been with us for five years. If she started in high school, she is 20 years old. I have employees that are in their early 40s, late 30s that are level five, level four artists for us and have absolutely zero want to come over here. You know, so they
0: want to stay employees with all the.
1: They want to stay employees. They want to come in, do hair, go home. They don't have to manage their book. They don't have to order their own color. The list of I don't have to's is really long. Yeah. Okay. When I talk to my team member yesterday. I said, what's the push? You know, what... I'm, I always want to know perspective. Mm. And she said, I want the freedom. Now, granted, she has a lot of freedom. Our mm. teams make their own schedules. Okay? I mean, they... We set them... We set our blocks. Like, we know how many hours we require them for the week. But they essentially choose, choose their own. And she said, coming over here feels different. The freedom feels different
0: and i find that really interesting so let me just just go back let me just go back to what you just said that your employees choose their Mm -hmm. own blocks you like you say to them we need you for 30 hours a week or whatever the number is but they can choose when they're gonna book themselves in for those 30 hours is is, is it a 12 or they
1: choose a six
0: and, and and are they choosing this is what it is for the next year or six months or week or month or how do you how do you do I that? mean,
1: basically on the year you yeah. know what i mean so but if somebody came to me and said hey my kid plays soccer in the summer yeah. i need to swap some of my hours morning you know some of my nights for mornings or something like that okay yeah you know now we are growing quite rapidly mm-hmm. so we are converting into more of a true chair share so somebody works eight to two somebody's in that chair two to eight I have eliminated those middle hours of I can come in at nine and I could work till four. We used yeah. to be able to accept that. But now that I have more people, I can't be, I can't be on top of each other. So yeah. we need to make sure that that's why we did it. Either you work eight to eight or you work eight to two. We really don't want you working twelves unless you are over a level three. If you're over level three, we will let you work a 12 hour shift. Right. Anything less than that, you work in six hour increments. And that's just so that, we try to eliminate the sitting around time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, what, what qualifies people to go to ends? Like if they're if they're working for you. Um, so internally, not an external person come knocking on the door. But if they're working yeah, for you I mean, and they've is, been there a couple of years, yeah. what are the criteria that they have to hit before you say, OK, this is now available for you if you want it?
1: Yeah, so that's it, fun because I literally just did this yesterday <laughs> with one of my team members. And when we're done here, I have another team member that I'm actually talking to. That's why, I have, that's why I had a hard stop. We look at gross sales production. I look at their retail sales, but that's not as big of a player coming over here because retail, all girls here don't have it, you know, or they might have a very small amount. So that's less of a player into it. Um, gross sales is, is the big one. Secondly, we look at how many of their guests are truly their guests. And that's an exclamation point behind that. Because it's one thing to be busy with the book of all salon roots derived guests, meaning non-requests. Okay. Okay. And it's another thing to have a book filled with all of your people and maybe a handful of non-requests over the course of the month. Yeah, where that makes a difference is when we say XYZ is moving over, there's a good portion of those guests that are going to stay at roots and they'll just go to somebody else within roots. Okay, Okay. but if they're yours, they're going to go with you and we want them to, you know, we give them their book, we give them all their appointments, we make that transition as smooth as we possibly can. We own both, you know, they're both, they're both our salons. So the other the other big piece of that is when I talk to them, I want to know I'm gauging their discipline level. Okay. Because the thought that you're going to come over here and you're going to make your own hours and you're going to work flex doesn't work like, Hey, I'm going to text my girlfriends that I'm working today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We want to set you up for long-term success because I don't want to have to replace you in your room. Okay. So I am gauging how, how disciplined you are in terms of your ability to convert to being an entrepreneur. Even though we preach all of our artists behind the chairs need to, should be entrepreneurs, they're not. You have to start thinking like one. So my team member I met with yesterday, that was her homework assignment I gave her. I said, in the next 30 days, every time you come to Roots, you need to start thinking like an entrepreneur. What does my day look like today if I was at ends? What Mm. does my day look like today if it canceled? Mm. If my day fell apart, people are sick, people cancel, kid has a last minute baseball game. How am I going to react if that happens to me and I have to handle it? How am I going to react? You know, how am I going to manage my book? You have to start thinking independently so that when you move on independently, it's not such a challenge for you.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm scribbling down some questions for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the first one was you said that the clients don't all want to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a stylist. I'm working in Roots and I've decided I'm going to go to ends, the, the studio, mm-hmm. and you're telling all the clients that I'm going. But some of them say, actually, I'd rather stay yeah. here. Why do the clients yeah, – why would the clients rather stay? What, what, what do they see? Well, the, the environments environment
1: are very different.
0: Yeah. Okay. The
1: environments couldn't be any more polar opposite of one another. Yeah. I'll paint a picture for you Roots is a loud, robust, fun community. It's an open floor plan. Yeah. Where we're loud, we laugh. It's like cheers. Everyone knows everyone's name. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a very open environment. Men's is very quiet. Mm. Most of the girls work with their door closed. The, radio, the the music on the radio is a much more even keel, mellow mm-hmm. environment. Everyone yeah. kind of keeps to themselves. They, they collectively uh, communicate and enjoy each other's relationships, but it's very different. The majority of the girls here work with the door closed. Mm. Okay, It's okay. very quiet. It's a, yeah. very, it's a very different atmosphere. Now, yeah. on the flip side, some guests really, really like that. Well, they'll yeah. be like, Roots was so loud today. And you're like, I know, we love it. Like, we love the chaos and the mayhem. Yeah. But yeah. some really prefer just them and their artists. Yeah. Not a bunch of assistants running around, you know. So it's mm. a very it's a very different guest experience,
0: actually, yeah, exactly. as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people underestimate that. I mean, I would be the person yeah. who wants to be in the salon. Uh, you know, I want to be in the in the noisy, bustling thing yeah. with the whole vibe going yeah. on around me. That's that's what I would want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, do any of them want to come back? Do any of them go from roots to ends, and then f- d- for exactly that reason we've that they it underestimated? Happen. You've never had it happen. Yeah,
1: we've never had it happen, and they always ask, okay, like yeah. matter of fact, my team member met with yesterday. That was her first question. Can I go back? I said absolutely. She was like, oh, for real? I said, mm. 100%. You absolutely could go back. We've never... It's the most asked question. We've mm. never had it happen.
0: Okay. Interesting. All right. So... and I and find a lot that of, interesting too, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I think a lot of that is because of you. in that you make sure that they really know what they're getting into before they go. So they've sort of worked mm-hmm. through a lot of that. Would you think? Would you say Correct. so? Yeah? Let, let me ask you this question as well. I, I know that that you, you know, you're you're the marketeer and you're really into the whole marketing side of it. So Roots has got you as the sort of backbone. Now, the whole idea of going to ends is now I'm self-employed. I'm a business unit of one, you know, uh, happens to be owned by the same people, but now I'm my own business. So what I'm asking mm-hmm. is what support do they get from Roots? Like, you know, do you offer them support like in, in any do. shape or form? Yeah.
1: We do. So they are... They're invited to all education. Okay. So all continuing ed that occurs yeah. at Roots, they're invited do they,
0: to. Do they pay for it? So uh, it's, if
1: it's – it depends. Okay. Yeah. Like, for example, we have a West educator uh, coming in in a couple months. Roots girls are paying for it. The, everyone here would have to pay for it yeah. um, individually as well. If it is – education based upon points. Okay. Like we redeem L'Oreal points and we have a, a cutter coming in or we have a colorist coming in that they would just be able to come like that's yeah. comped. Yeah. Okay. There is a, they are the amount of support they get actually at ends is what differentiates us and from a lot of the other studio rental businesses that are in our market area. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm in ENDS, they have access to full-time business support anytime they want, okay? How do I fill out my vendor's license? How do I fill out my tax information? How do I set up my LLC? What software should I choose to set up my business? We do all of that for them, which is a big competitive difference than us and a lot of the other studio suite businesses that are, are essentially like, here's your apartment building. There's your room. However you do it is however you do it. Yeah. They people have a lot of questions. Okay. You know what I mean? It, yep. You know I mean there's there's a lot there's a lot of fear yeah. that goes into because they've never been in a position to to do that.
0: Yeah. Now I, and I get that. What what I want to ask you about that is that you know, people want to be self-employed. Okay. So put your Mm -hmm. big boy pants on. You're going to be self-employed now. And, you know, you got to stand up for yourself now because you are now Mm -hmm. in business on your own. Great. Mm -hmm. So part of being a business on your own is that you have overhead. So what I'm asking is do they, uh, I I think I know the answer is no, but do they have to pay you for that? Do they have like a concierge fee or a, a marketing fee that they pay you because, You've if really... I do
1: anything, if I do anything like graphic design oriented where there's print material involved, yeah. there's a fee for the print material, right. but that is it. Yeah, You know, okay. everything else is part of them being in our community. It yeah. is a massive perk that it works out. The other thing is, is from a landlord maintenance perspective, yeah. we have, you know, a light bulb goes out. Um, my chair's broken. Uh, an outlet doesn't work. I am in house for all intents and purposes, and yeah. can make sure that the handyman is contacted today. Or maybe I am the handyman today. You know what I mean? And is going to make sure that we have whatever we need to to fix that situation. That is a lot different than a lot of businesses that are set up like this, because it's yeah. like, well, we'll call they'll be out this week where because I'm here, we're going to try to solve the problem now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because let me just turn it the other way around in, in where roots is, there is obviously a landlord. Um, yeah. Assuming you don't own the building. There, there, there's a, there's they a, landlord. The Yeah. you're, you're in business or the two girls are that own the business. Yeah. Uh, if there's a problem with a chair, or the plumbing yeah. or whatever, yeah. you, you don't call the landlord. You're in business like you deal with that yourself. So can you Correct. see what I'm saying here? They want to go in business yeah. by themselves. Well, now you're in business by yourself. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. put yeah. your big boy pants on and sort it out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that they get a lot of support, which which is great. I mean, it's I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just I, I was always yeah. amazed during COVID how – there were a lot of hairdressers that were in suites who didn't have to pay rent. Um, there were a lot of chair renters who didn't have to pay rent and yep. they couldn't understand, but like you're in business now you're on your own. You wanted to be a business on your own. You still have to pay rent. You had to pay rent to your landlord. I had to pay rent to my
1: landlord. That brings up a great example, you know, during, let me go backwards. Any time for as long as we've been in business, Yeah. We have advised all of our independents to be employees of themselves in the event of catastrophe. Okay. This was even pre-COVID. Yeah. When COVID hit, only one girl in ENDS took my advice to be an employee of themselves. And she got unemployment right away. She had no delays. Okay. Okay. All of the independents had long delays, had a lot of red tape that they were working through in Ohio before yeah. they got unemployment during the shutdown. Right. We as a business decided that we weren't going to charge them rent. We did not. Yeah. For the two months we were home, yeah. we, we had to pay rent. Okay. Our exactly. landlord was like oh, Exactly. You I had to pay you know, the rent. I mean, yeah. yeah. You gotta pay the rent. Um, yeah. but we did stop theirs. And we okay. stopped theirs because we we had wished that our landlord would have stopped ours. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they didn't. And we we knew the position and the predicament that they were in. Yeah. And we wanted to do good by them.
0: Yeah. And, and that's good. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I know I know other people whose, whose landlords have done. Well, that I get as well. I get
1: asked that though. You know, yeah. the, my my team member yesterday was like, What happens when I take a vacation? I said, You pay rent. Yeah, exactly. What happens? What happens yeah. when I'm sick? I yeah. said, you pay rent.
0: Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. that's
1: that's the yeah. other side of that. Exactly. You know, is yeah.
0: and a lot of them have, a lot of them have a problem with that. You know, they I go do. on holiday. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm going to pay for that? I'm, I'm on holiday. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you're a business. You're renting this space. Yeah. You know, what happens uh, if I, I have a baby? Yeah,
1: you better plan for it.
0: Yeah, you know okay, you're going to
1: take attorney <laughs> leave.
0: Yeah. You plan for it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like those,
1: but those are questions that we get, and you're like. I am providing you a box mm. to do your thing. Yeah. Yes, you're going to get a tremendous amount of support, but you're yeah. not my employee. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny when they come over here. They want because they want to be independent. They want to be on their own. Yeah. Sometimes they find I find them wanting to act like they work for me. You yeah. know, like asking. You know, when that's suits. fine. Yeah. But you're like,
0: yeah. well, I don't know
1: why you care what I have to say. You don't work for me. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a mind shift that has to occur.
0: Yeah. And I think it's great. Like what you said, you know, at the beginning you said uh, the way we have set ours up in terms of how we market it, there's a lot of benefits for them. And that is, that is how you're marketing that as a business opportunity for potential people to come in that you offer right. a certain amount of support and that, and mm-hmm. that's fabulous. And I totally get how, uh, the studio thing, salon suite thing, is really good for lots of people. Totally get that. Uh, I'm going to put the other hat on for a minute and and talk about how some salon owners are sort of up in arms about it. And, oh, my God, everyone's leaving to go rental, et cetera. And so the, the conversation I had with them uh, and other people do, I'm sure you do as well, is when you have to look at your business and Go, well, how can we market our business, our employee-based business, to make okay. people want to stay and want to be an employee? So that's the question I'm asking you. What, what is the, how do you market to your team and Roots that they should want to stay at Roots and, and make it, you know, these are all the benefits of being an employee. What are some of the things that you have in place?
1: That's a great question because there's there's several different dynamics to that, Okay. On one end, yes, of course, I want Roots to be the coziest, cushiest, all-inclusive. How could you ever in a million years not want to work at Salon Roots? Yeah. Okay. On the other end of things, and I'll use current day as, a, as an example, I have a couple open studios at ends for the mm-hmm. first time. Okay. We had somebody retire. We had somebody have a baby. We haven't filled those spots yet. Okay. So part of me wants that cycle of people. I want them to move in. Yeah. Okay. I want them to fill the void. However, for every one body that moves from roots to ends, I need two at roots to replace them. Okay. Financially. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's one big pie.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. But we don't look at it like that. Once they move here, they're obviously they're, – they're just paying rent, okay? But when a, a level four or five artist moves on, okay, mm-hmm. there is two to three people that it's going to take from my levels ones, twos, level zero to yeah. replace that revenue, okay? Yeah. Now, we are in a really good position right now. I have – I we just hired two more people. I'm going to be at 20 people as of next week. We are really working mm-hmm. our way up to – higher employment numbers. That's a great position to be in when I have girls making the transition around.
0: Yeah. You follow me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: know, but it's it's being distinct. We use ends to market for roots. Yeah. From an employee level. Because there are a lot of people that know they can't do it right now, yeah. but they want to do it eventually. Yeah. So if they get in the roots pipeline, They know that in three years, four years, five years, eight years, this is an opportunity under the same umbrella that they could carry out their career and and still stay under the same umbrella.
0: Yeah, very easy segue. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There was something I was going to ask you and I forgot and I've just remembered it. You you were talking about during COVID and you had how one girl that made herself, I forget the terminology you used, you said like an employee of herself or something. Um, you, you said there was only one oh, girl. Oh, I that, did.
1: I yeah. did. Yes, yes. What, so what,
0: what did you what mean by we, that? You're talking about yeah. her, the way she'd set up her company legally, yeah. that she was an employee of, yeah. her, of that company. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so, therefore, so she qualifies. Yeah.
1: What we advise is for you to be a W-2'd employee of yourself.
0: Right. So,
1: set up an LLC yeah. and then be an employee of your own business. Okay? Yeah. okay. That way, then... If something happens, a pandemic, world catastrophe, mm. how Ohio unemployment and yeah. benefits and that works, you would get that because you're an employee. Yeah. Okay. If you're set up as an independent,
0: yeah.
1: how that works is very different than how yeah. it works if you're an employee. The other reason that we tell them that, too, is let it automatically set up, get a payroll, a paychecks account, and let it tax you. Okay because inherently you know I'll give you an example you look at your week and you're like I did $4000 this week and you're like now take your rent off take $300 off for rent or 225 for rent okay now I'm down to 3700 what did color cost you for the week okay now I'm down to 3500 okay nice. I bought coffee I bought wine I bought pop for my guests okay now I'm at 3400 now tax it
0: yep Okay.
1: You didn't take home $3,100. You might have, but at the end of the 12 months, okay, that's a really common thing here. They hairstylists are inherently like, oh my God, I have to pay my taxes. Or you can set yourself up to where you already paid your taxes.
0: Yeah. Now that's, um, uh, when you mentioned W2 for our non- yeah. American audience, W two yeah, a W a W two is a tax form basically that is mm-hmm. for employees. So that, that's all a W two means is that you're an employee. So what Jen is saying is that she'd set up her own company, limited liability company, whatever, and uh, made herself an employee of that. So yeah, right. And and what and the situation that you described, that was the same everywhere, just slightly different. Yeah. well, I won't say everywhere, but that's the it, same in the UK, you never Europe, want Australia. To... So.
1: You never really want to see those things play out that way.
0: Yeah. But yeah. you're like
1: those that, you know, it seems like a daunting task to have yeah. to do that versus showing up today. I have my square transaction to take the credit card payments or Venmo or whatever. Yeah. It yeah. just seems easy. I show up, I do hair, you pay me. Well, in the big picture, we're running a business now. Yeah, you know, exactly. and you can't operate. You can't yeah. operate that way anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. I think you already answered it. You just sort of dropped it in there. Uh, weekly rent. What? What would a studio? What would you be paying on in your studios as an average figure?
1: Sure. So our singles are two twenty five. Yeah. Our oversized singles are three hundred.
0: Yeah. And our
1: doubles are four thirty.
0: Right. Okay. So, yeah, doubles that's... two people. Up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I talk to a lot of people with sweets and they're paying around that sort of $400 mark, depending on what city you're in. So, you know, that, that seems, you know, like that's in line with everything else I hear. Now then the other thing that you just spoke about is where that revenue goes. And, uh, and that's, there, there's always a, there's a lot of naivety when you hear young, I, I shouldn't say young, I'm trying to edit what I say before I say the wrong things. Uh, but there's a lot of naivety about it. a lot of people say I'm going to leave working for Joe Schmo because he takes all my money or he keeps half my money or she keeps half my money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, you know, you surely yeah. you're, you're smarter than that. You know what I mean? Like you've like they don't get to keep very much of their half at all. Um, and right. you're sort of running through that. And I was, I'd put some notes down to sort of ask you about this. And I know you said, I'm famous for asking direct questions for people, mm-hmm. and I, I hate listening to a podcast when I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, "Ask them this, ask them that," <laughs> and they don't, yeah. and they don't ask because yeah. they're being so you're, super you're, polite,
1: you're like anticipating how the yeah, exactly,
0: exactly, because that's what people want to know, and so people want to know, mm-hmm. well, how much do they pay in rent, uh, and and so the other other part of that is always trying to understand, well, where does the money go, and so I've mm-hmm. I've put down uh, some percentages here. Uh, just to give young hairdressers an understanding of where does all that money go? Because if they're working for you as an employee and they might be thinking, well, I only get 50% of what I do and she keeps the other 50%. Let's talk about where that 50% goes. So if you're a stylist, I think you mentioned the figure four grand a week. If you're doing four grand a week, uh, $4,000 behind the chair, which is good if you're doing that. So Mm -hmm. not everyone can do that sort of money. But if you're doing four grand a week behind the chair, and let's say 50% of that you're going to keep for yourself. So there's, there's a couple yep. of grand. Uh, now, yep. out of the other uh, couple of grand, you've also got to pay rent. So if, if I, I'm going to average it as a percentage, I'm going to say 10% of 4000 So there's 400 So that's in line with what mm-hmm. you said, a, a double suite, et cetera. And then as a product percentage, as a ballpark, and it varies depending on if they do a lot of color work or not. And let's face it, today they do a lot of color work. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's gonna be ten percent of that four thousand so you know ballpark, yep. let's aim for ten percent then of course you've got to pay um tax, so you know there's gonna be fifteen percent of that four thousand is going to go towards tax, and then you've got all those operating that costs might be I mean, low.
1: that might fifteen percent might be low yeah exactly that's
0: that's the low point exactly yeah mm-hmm. but and and then we've got um operating costs so you're you're in business on your own now. So you've got to pay your own insurance. You've mentioned Square. You've got to pay for all your own tech. You've got your own bank fees. You've got your own credit card fees. You're paying for generally, not with you, uh, generally, you're paying your own training and education. You're paying for your own accountant. You're buying your own tools. It, it's all gone. The other 50% on the numbers that I wrote down, it's all gone. Like, you know, there's just and, and that's the reality, isn't it?
1: Home. I'm going to say the take-home difference is, you know, we pay 50% at Roots, but we have service fees. We have new client deductions. We talked about that in the last podcast.
0: Uh, Actually, we talked about that off air. So I'm going to pick up on that with you in a minute. So we'll come back to that because I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah. So here at ENDS... I'm going to say that the average is taking true take home between 65 and 73 percent high end on the low end. You're making in the 60 percent true take home, you know, now that depends how you run your business, too. Yeah. yeah, You know, that depends upon, you know, claiming tips that depends upon um, claiming cash that depends upon, you know, lots of other things. You know, credit card fees are another part of that. You know that's not really talked about that you know you might charge somebody one hundred and forty dollars, you're not getting all one hundred and forty dollars, yeah, you're probably getting one hundred and thirty seven yeah. okay, but mm. over a period of time, those little dollars add up,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, big time, and a lot of people forget about all that stuff, so yeah, but, it but goes from, fast yeah, but from what you've just very clearly said in your businesses side by side you are saying that the independents earn more money. They do. They do. They do earn more money. They Great. Right. Okay. Uh, but they have a lot more responsibility as well. Uh, uh, and they have to do their own marketing and all that sort of stuff. Okay. It's,
1: it's deciding if that additional 10-ish percent yeah. is worth it.
0: Yeah. Because there's all that other downtime that they are running their own business You're because they've now got to book. do their You're own books.
1: your own color. You're, you know, you're handling your own back bar, you're handling your own beverage, you're handling social your own media. hospitality,
0: yeah, all you know,
1: that. social media, you know, yeah. your marketing, all those things, you yeah. know, now what we find here, at least for us, the girls that are here are more along the lines on, they have a, a wonderful clientele they've had for 25, 20 years, 15 years, and they're not really doing, they do that because they have to be current. Mm. They're not actually doing that to derived business
0: yeah um which is different yeah um now you you just said also we, we we're sort of switching between dollars and percentages and you said you know 60 percent as a as a as a take-home for a renter is not uncommon would you say that the renters are doing the same sort of revenue each week the suite owners as mm-hmm. a stylist that's an employee is there a difference there because, of, because um, it's 60% but 60% of what
1: yeah that's a great question what i have found in my research has found you know we raise prices at roots more readily than than studio suite renters do here matter of yeah. fact i always encourage them they need to be assessing their business every 6 months you know like like any coach any coach would yeah where they're a little bit less reluctant to do those things because they get comfortable here Mm. You know, so because they're comfortable, they're less, they're not really thinking in that mind of like, hey, everyone's color went up like three times the past two years, maybe four yeah, yeah. times.
0: Yeah, yeah. You should
1: be compensating for that. You're eating mm. into, you know, and they're a little bit reluctant to, yeah. to want to do that.
0: Yeah, because it's, there's no one to blame it on. Correct. It's like, well, not right. me. Yeah. I just work there. Yeah. Don't blow yeah. me. <laughs> do yeah. Well,
1: you know, yeah. some of them say it's awkward. It's awkward because they know that's coming to me. And you're like, what? Your cost of operating business went up. Yeah. It's a very basic conversation. Yeah. I have to pass on this cost, whether it's minimal, whether it's 10%, regardless of what it is. At yeah. some point, that's going to catch up to you.
0: Yeah. How do you separate your role in that, like, you're overseeing both those businesses? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. How do you separate your role from a marketing perspective? Yeah. Like you've got two very yeah. different businesses. It's not your job to yeah. be their marketeer, but it is your job to nope. be the marketeer in in. Well, uh, I need to roots, fill the I need, to, so fill the suites. Yeah. I need yeah. to fill the sweets.
1: Yeah. I need to fill the sweets here at End, So I'm the marketer behind filling the sweets. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. At N, I'm selling a business. Yeah. At roots, I'm selling a service.
0: Yeah. So 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 at roots. You're filling a column. You're selling a column. You're filling a column at mm-hmm. uh, uh, ends. You're filling well, a, a suite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: sweet. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's so, two very different perspectives with. That. Yeah.
0: Now, now from the salon owner's perspective, um, which business model is the most profitable for them?
1: Roots.
0: Yes, I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this. Yeah, because basically. Ends, you're just ends a landlord. Is successful
1: you? But it's fixed. Yeah, it's fixed, exactly okay? you know, this yeah. amount goes out this amount comes in it's a very very basic yeah p and l math equation where yeah. roots there's a, there's much higher volume and it's a much larger algorithm
0: yeah exactly which ultimately
1: okay. ends up in, in being more profitable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, you, you said something and I jumped in and said, no, we actually didn't talk about that in the recording. Or at least I don't think we did. Um, I know yeah. we definitely talked about it off air and I was very interested really? in that. And I was going to ask you about that again today. So it's about this idea of a service fee for yep. new clients and a, and a find this fee, a service charge or wh- whatever. So do you want to just tell us about that? Because I thought that was really interesting.
1: Sure. I get asked about this a lot, actually. So we have, so we pay 50%. Mm-hmm. That is our, that is our commission, rate. The only reason we could be successful with a 50% commission rate is we have a service fee that the guest pays. Okay. So it's tacked onto to each service mm-hmm. and there's no commission paid out on it. That amount of money goes to the house. Okay. Right. So example, um, $300 balayage yeah is a fixed rate of 15 dollars $15. so that okay. comes off that before $15. the
0: 15% is paid before the 50% is paid correct
1: yeah. okay. okay the new client deduction yeah is comes off after like it comes off with the with the split of commission so example i did a $150 partial highlight and the new client deduction is ten dollars. I'm gonna get paid on one forty of the one fifty. Okay. One so time.
0: You get fifty. Oh, so it's only one time. So new a new client. One
1: time.
0: The house gets what percentage was it? Ten dollars. Uh, ten bucks. So the house gets ten bucks for whatever service of every yep. new client, but it's only a one-time thing. And then yep. the stylist gets fifty percent of the remainder of once the ten bucks has come off. And the
1: reason behind that is, is we went through a period of years where we felt like our team was a little bit reckless in how many new guests that they got and actually the level of service that they were providing, we felt like there was a level of unappreciation there because they'll just get 10 new clients next week and they'll just get 10 new clients the next week. And we yeah. average well over hundred new clients, 110 new clients a month. So we have a, a large pipeline of new guests. This is so that they wanna take value and they want to make sure that they do everything so that, with that whether that guest returns to them or that guest returns to the salon, there's no longer that deduction for that guest. You follow me?
0: Got yeah, got it. Okay, all right. From a marketing perspective, I mean, that is your background, that's your profession. Isn't yeah. it? That's, mm-hmm. You've got a degree in marketing. Yeah. Uh, th- this this actually could be one of those questions that you never finishes. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I was going to say to you, what do you do from a marketing perspective? Because you're a marketeer, that yeah. most other salons don't do. So there, it's going to be a list, isn't it? There's a lot of stuff that you do that other salons don't
1: well, do. Well, you know we we do everything in house. So we don't outsource anything. Like some some people think I'm the quarterback and there's some a company does this and a company does that and a company does this. Yeah. I do I am everything. So yeah. from building our own website, okay, mm. I am I'm gonna call myself an expert in WordPress, mm. SEO, okay, managing of the Google business page. You know, everyone does the basics. They're on Facebook, they're yeah. they do Instagram. They do TikTok, things like that. We make all of our own in-house instructional videos on YouTube. I do all of those. Mm. And I wasn't inherently, uh, that was trial and error, self-taught, mm. all of it, including including WordPress. Okay. Yeah. When I learned WordPress, Roots didn't even have a website at the time. Mm. And I had a friend who was a, a web developer and he was like, this is a new format that's coming out. Once I set it up for you, you'll be able to use it. Now, 15 years later, I use different platforms. I use different templates. I'm very, 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 very well-versed yeah. in WordPress and do and do all of that. I run all the back end, all the SEO. That probably is one that costs salons a lot of money yeah. that we don't have to pay out on because I do that. You know, yeah. some paid monthly, you know, there's a there could be a very, very large fee that goes into running things like that. And I do that all in-house. We also don't do any uh, paid ever- advertising. All of our new guests are organically derived. And we're really fortunate to be in a position to where we organically derive all of our new guests. We've never paid a penny for a boosted post wow. on any
0: social platform. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do, do you think that salons, I mean, because you're not a big business, often people would assume that, oh, my God, if you've got an in-house marketing specialist, they must have 20 salons. I mean, I know businesses with 20 yeah. salons. They don't have an in-house mm-hmm. marketing specialist or even a marketing department. It's sort of just one sure. of the many hats that someone else is wearing. Uh, sure. Obviously, you'd, I think you'd say yes. Um, so talk to that. You know, Do you think salons should invest in having a marketing, you know, I think
1: more are now than when I when I first rolled into this position with Roots. I was an anomaly. Mm. There wasn't one out of five hundred had us had somebody like me. Mm. Okay, now it's a much more readily available position within salons. But it's more, you know, I'm not just a director of marketing. I'm a, I run business operations. I do back end. I do budgeting. So it's more of a diverse role. It's not just a marketing role. But my position in salons is much more common now, 15 years later, than it was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, Salon Today was writing articles about the fact that they had me. And that's what was happening. Now, I don't want to call myself a dime a dozen, but it's a much more readily common position. Even in a business of size. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, what's the number one bit of advice you'd give to salon owners everywhere when it comes to marketing? Ooh, I
1: like that. Consistency is key. Yeah. And what I find nine times out of ten when talking with salons that have a marketing hiccup is they believe that they could set, they could be active today. Yeah and not touch it for three months. And they're like, oh, I did that three months ago. And like, well, that was three months ago. Yeah, You've yeah. been buried in your yeah. social feed. Now your website is updated. You know, mm. consistency is always the key. And it's making a, a, a cons- an effort mm. to do that. Yeah. You know, it's making a concerted effort to make that happen. Because when you're behind the chair, when you're running a business, you know, all the other things that go into operating a salon, mm. if you aren't, keeping the fresh blood coming in the front door, eventually that well is going to run dry Yeah. and marketing now too. You know, there's marketing, there's branding, there's guest experience. Guest experience is a very large piece of marketing now mm. because that's your inward message for the guest. And that's what they're going to tell people yeah. about. And that's one thing that a lot of salons forget. Yeah. They want to pride themselves on guess a customer service. Yeah. Customer service is what happens when we drop the ball, when we failed
0: mm.
1: guest experience happens naturally. Yeah. That is how I feel. The second I walk in, I was like, well, my level of customer service is great. Every that's not what you're shooting for. We are targeting guest experience. Customer service is what happens when we have to fix a problem.
0: Yeah. You okay. know, that's a good and, distinction. Yeah. You, I like that. Yeah. And
1: keeping that separated. Yeah. Is very important because that's, again, that all falls under this marketing umbrella.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. E-commerce. I I said at the beginning, we were going to talk about e-commerce and I know Mm -hmm. that's a big, a big part of your business. And I know it was something that was really important to you in COVID. Oh yeah. It was was sort of, I, I, I think you told me this again, before we were recording that you, it was fortuitous that you had sort yeah. of got all that ready and then COVID struck. And it was like, just turn this baby on and watch it sing. So, so, so tell us we had,
1: yeah, so we had, that was a great position to be in. I mean, timing couldn't have been, timing couldn't have been any better. Mm. At the time, we had talked about going online for two years and it took about a year and a half to build that platform. So that was actually mm. set up two years, even pre-COVID. Mm. Okay. And we would actively sell online. Okay. We would do a couple hundred dollars a month here and there when, you know, something wasn't in stock, we had them buy it online. So it gives us time to order the product, so on and so forth. Okay. So we didn't lose the sale. Okay. We were still able to make the conversion. Well, COVID hit and it was like, well, how are we going to generate business? We are going to blast the heck out of support us by buying retail, buying root kits, buying gift cards to be used in the future. Salons were scrambling to get that set up. Yeah. And I was just like, turn flip the switch. Yeah. Now we're really gonna push towards yeah. it. During COVID, I think I helped over 30 salons get their foot going okay. of how to sell, how to get that e commerce, uh, WooCommerce, you know, whatever platform they were using set up for themselves so that they could start to sell something. Now, granted. The legwork that it takes to um, get that going is hundreds of hours. Mm. You know, Roots has over 486 products available online. That's every picture, every product description, Mm. quantities. You know, there's quite a bit that rolls into all of that. That's not something that you're going to just flip on today. Yeah. Okay. You know, setting up shipping and and things like that are all pieces to that puzzle.
0: Mm. And and post-COVID... Has Have you maintained a, a strong e-commerce yes, presence? Yes,
1: it changed everything. Yeah. It changed everything for our own internal clientele. Mm. And we tend to, Davinas is one of the brands that we carry. Mm. And I find that we ship Davinas to a lot of rural states where Davinas isn't readily available.
0: Okay. All right. So yeah. It's not and it just dramatically helps clients. For us Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I know someone... Uh, someone else who's recently set up SEO and he was an a, a e-commerce and he was saying that he was amazed at how many people in sort of rural, he happens to be in Australia yeah. in, in rural mm-hmm. Australia were buying products, which, you know, he was shipping out to them. So you said yep. a couple of hundred bucks a week pre COVID. So what sort of money would it, would you be happy with for it to do now?
1: Uh, we do anywhere from 700 to a thousand dollars a month right. in retail. And for us, that's, I'm happy with
0: yeah. that. Good, good. Okay. And has it had an impact, a negative impact on your in salon retail or not?
1: Oh, not at all. No. No. I mean, you know, our guests, our radius of our business, um, our clients are anywhere from one mile to 45 ish miles away. So if you came in today and you forgot to buy your shampoo, you don't want to drive back to get it, Mm. you know, we ship it for you, Yeah. you know, and for a long time we shipped for free. Yeah. I just recently started charging for shipping and we, we still, we split the difference. Yeah. So we don't need to charge the full amount because we want, we want to encourage our guests to buy, you know, we want, we want to encourage them to buy online.
0: Yeah, exactly. when, When they can. Yeah. And, and so before we wrap up, I would need to ask you about AI Yeah. and it is just, like it's just incredible it's like this year ai has just gone bang yeah. and it's just every time yeah. i get an, I've, I've got a folder in my email and i call it ai resource you know and i just keep putting all these emails in there under the i must get to that and read it it's just an avalanche of stuff happening and it's incredible and it's exciting and it is changing in a lot of ways it's going to change it's going to change everything what do you see what impact do you see it having in your business, in, in your role as a marketer, uh, what impact do you see it happening in the industry? I mean, I think
1: it's exciting. I think it's exciting. You know, I'm on the fence with how much, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. I think it would be, it's amazing for auto replies to text messaging yeah. within our salon software. Yeah. Okay. I think that could be, that could be amazing. Mm-hmm. There are, I'll say I'm excited to see where it goes. But also while being apprehensive of not putting all your eggs in one basket, yeah, you know, because with every big tech jump, there could likely be, you know, there's, you know, five steps forward, two steps back while you work out the kinks, you know, type thing. Um, From a marketing perspective, the easier we could make it for our guests to do anything, the more accessible we could be. The easier we make absolutely to make a reservation, to solve a problem, to buy a product, the more you're going to win. Yeah. Because you're in your you're in their face, you're active, you're accessible, you're making it easy.
0: Yeah, for them. exactly. And that's that's got to be a win. Well, talk about a game changer, though, isn't it? You know, like
1: 100.
0: The industry I started in and the industry that I work in now are just like mm-hmm. being completely reinvented, like every industry. And some of them will be decimated, like always happens when there's any major leap forward in tech. Okay, right. We need to wrap up. Jen, where can people, if they haven't listened to the last uh, episode, where can they connect with you on Instagram or other social media channels?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, which probably the best, it is Jen underscore LeBlanc underscore Ohio. And LeBlanc is spelled L-E-B-L-A-N-C. Um, or you could follow us at Salon Roots and Roots is with the Z. Z. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Great. Okay. Well, I will put those links on our website, uh, com, and in the show notes for today's podcast. So if you're listening to this uh, podcast with Jen LeBlanc and have enjoyed it as much as I have and got as much from it as what I know you would have done and what I certainly have, do me a favor, take a screenshot on your phone and share it to Instagram stories and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. So to wrap up, Jen, thank you so much uh, once again. Thank you for, for being having me. It so is a pleasure your, your time. Thank you with your time and stuff. And we'll, we'll get you, but I'm sure there's lots of things we haven't spoken about that we we, I'm sure. we, can, we can regroup with. So fantastic. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, I'll look forward to the next time we talk. Absolutely. It's a pleasure.
1: Have a wonderful day.
0: Cheers. You too.